0: Let us begin with the Gayatri prayer. please join me in offering this most ancient and sublime invocation Aum. let us meditate on the glory of of that effulgent reality from whom the whole universe is projected, may that enlighten our mind. Aum. For just a few moments, let us become calm and subjective, practicing meditation with devotion and determination. Please now turn to prayer number 23 in the prayer book, Prayers of Self-Realization, page 45. Together, let us offer this prayer. O Lord of the universe, we have set our hearts to know thee, to know thy formless form, to know thy boundless beauty, to know thy infinite self. We have set our hearts to to know thee, O Lord of the universe. O Lord, thou art beyond all qualities, yet thou art in all, because all things exist in thee. Thou art in all forms, because thou art formless. Thou art in all shades of beauty, because thou art boundless beauty. Thou art in every soul, because thou art the infinite self. Let us perceive thee in all forms, O thou formless. Let us find thee in all shades of beauty, O thou boundless beauty. Let us realize thee in all souls, O thou infinite self. We have set our hearts to know thee, O thou Lord of the universe. Amen. On this very special day, Father's Day, we give love and gratitude to all fathers across all planes of existence. We offer not only our appreciation for our human fathers who guide us, but we also remember the words, I and my father are one. I am Brahman, the absolute self for in the realization of our oneness with god we know the infinite reality that exists within us with every worship service we begin with meditation we close our eyes and contemplate the divine reality the source of all in silence we hear, because real hearing does not require the ears or even audible sound. What do we hear in silence? With eyes closed, we see, because real seeing does not require the eyes or the objects of external vision. What do we see with eyes closed? What we find is beyond expression when we merge into that oneness, that reality from which all have their origin and unto which all shall return. In this absolute oneness, we discover that there is no separation. All are parts of one reality, And as the soul unfolds its nature, we no longer view life the same. For we know one existence, eternal, infinite, free. Beneath the ripples of the ocean of life flows the current of eternal oneness. Every life is linked together with all other lives in an eternal harmony. We harmonize our own vibration with the source of all vibration. We draw from the well of that sacred source within us. This is the foundation of our spiritual life. It is the ideal that Shankaracharya exclaimed that there is one reality that permeates thee and me. And all beings. We have to know our ideal. Follow it. Let it be the pole star that guides us across the dark and stormy sea. If we hold on to our ideal, it will hold on to us. It will carry us across every sea and around every obstacle. It will lead us to our highest destiny. Our ideal is what holds us. We just have to remember to hold on to it. From the Rig Veda and the Upanishads, from the Old and New Testaments of the Bible, the Koran and the Avesta, these expressions, these eternal truths, have been gathered for us from the scriptures of humanity Please join me in offering these eternal truths. I am an absolute monist. I believe truth is one. Men call it by various names. God, Brahman, is consciousness, existence, bliss, absolute. Everything is the manifestation of God, the divine reality. The soul of man is of identical nature with the God of the universe. Make thine own self pure by good thoughts, good words, good deeds. Realize thyself. By the realization of one's own self, the absolute self is realized. God is the light of the heavens and the earth. He who realizes God becomes one with God. I am that I am. I and my father are one. I am Brahman, the absolute self. At this time, we will have a scripture reading offered by Fred Dixon.
1: A reading from the Svetasvatara Upanishad. Eternal, imperishable, and infinite is Brahman, the Supreme Self. The wise and the ignorant both live in his cosmic existence. Ignorance is the cause of sense identification and illusion. Wisdom leads to self-liberation and immortality. But the Supreme Self transcends all conditions of duality. Brahman is one, the source of all. All forms are established in him. He is the hidden power of self-manifestation in all. Within his pure consciousness, he retained the cosmic creative will, and he alone witnessed its first objective manifestation. The supreme deity in the ocean of cosmic existence, spreads his creation and infinite forms, and again he draws all unto himself, like a fisherman who casts his net in the current of the river and pulls it back to the shore. Brahman alone is the lord of creation, yet in the process of involution and evolution, Each of the manifold cycles is sustained and guided by an appointed magnitude of consciousness and life. As the effulgent sun in the heaven shines in all directions upon the earth, even so, the one God of pure consciousness, glorious and adorable, illumines the hearts of all. Within his cosmic self, Creation comes into being and again returned to perfection. He is the source of intelligence, life, and love in every heart. He and none else guides the destiny of the whole creation.
0: At this time, turn to... Prayer number 154, which may be found on page 192 and 193 in the prayer book, Prayers of Self-Realization. Together, let us pray. When I had lost my way, I found thy path. As I had sought to carve a way for myself, I strayed farther from the path which thou hast built with thy love and wisdom, that my soul might come to thee. In all the haste of my impatient heart, I wandered through the ever-increasing density of my hopes and desires. But my way always turned back to my little self. The eyes that are fixed upon the shadow fail to discover the illumination of the light Thy path encompasses the whole universe, the star in its distant course, the planet in its orbit, the wise in his wisdom, the humble in his humility, life in creative manifestation, and death in silent contemplation. I see them all journeying in thy direction, because I have taken thy path to reach my goal. In thy immeasurable love for me, thou hast built a mystic path within this body of mine. With intricate beauty of infinite loveliness, thou hast adorned this hallowed road of revelation that leads to thy transcendental glory. Thy perfection illumines its ascending course, and thy bliss fills the thirsty heart with heavenly peace. Man is a pilgrim to thy infinity, and soul alone knows the path of the cosmic self. Amen. At this time, please join us in offering the hymn, We Bless Thee for Thy Peace, O God.
2: we bless thee for The O'er the whole. Amen.
0: Please join me in offering the prayer of devotion by Swami Yogananda Paramansa. Heavenly Father, may thy love shine forever on the sanctuary of my devotion. And may I be able to awaken thy love in all hearts. Om, Peace. Amen. Once we begin to find our ideal and explore its application to our daily life, we might ask, what is it really that holds together all aspects of life? Well, certainly Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita and also the Buddha spoke of dharma as the universal law or principle that holds all life together. Buddha said to his disciples, Let the dharma, the eternal law, be your guide. The root of the word dharma is dhri, which means to support hold, bear. It is that which regulates the course of change, not by participating in change, but rather by remaining constant. Planets and celestial bodies have gravitational forces that keep them together within a system of balance Societies have laws to hold together communities of people with justice and cohesion. Families have experiences that bind them together as a tight-knit unit with loving care. Friends share the ups and downs of life that they might grow closer together in mutual support. There is constantly around us a force that holds all together. Mahatma Gandhi described this force in words that describe not just the laws of science and society, not just the bonds of love and friendship, but a universal force. He said, There is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. I feel it, though I do not see it. It is this unseen power which makes itself felt and yet defies all proof. Because it is so unlike all that I perceive through my senses. It transcends the senses. I do dimly perceive that whilst everything around me is ever-changing, ever-dying, there is underlying all that change a living power that is changeless, that holds all together, that creates, dissolves, and recreates. That informing power or spirit is God. And since nothing else I see merely through the senses can or will persist, God alone is. And since God is love, love is this subtle force that holds all together. It is that power which unites not only one being with another, but the individual soul with the soul of all. In practical terms, we are always looking for something that can hold the world together. Scientists search for a universal theorem, a theory of everything. We desire multipurpose tools, tools that can do everything we might need. Why do we search for something that contains everything? Our school supplies fit in a backpack, our tools in a tool belt. We want something that can do everything, and we want it with us always, like duct tape. Now, we, we laugh at this, at the idea of duct tape, but how useful and in demand is duct tape? It is useful for its strength and ability to hold things together. Duct tape is made of a woven fabric, to provide strength. The threads or fill yarn of that fabric might be cotton, polyester, or something else. The fabric is a very thin gauze, which is then laminated. Interestingly, what strengthens the duct tape is thread. Initially, we might think thread is something extraordinarily delicate, but consider something so plentiful in nature, and that is also, like duct tape, sticky, stretchy, and tough enough to bind and hold together with tremendous strength. Spider silk. Spider silk. It is said that spider silk is stronger than steel. Scientists know how the silken strands get their power. Through thousands of even smaller strands that stick together. Scientists analyzed the silk that the brown recluse spiders use to create their ground webs and to hold their eggs. They analyzed this silk thread using an atomic force microscope. They found that each strand, which is 1,000 times thinner than a human hair, is actually made up of thousands of nanostrands. Just like a tiny cable, each silk fiber is entirely composed of parallel nanostrands, the unique silk of the brown recluse spider, which, unlike most, is a flat ribbon rather than a cylindrical fiber, making it easier to examine under the lens of a powerful microscope. Now, if we dig a little deeper into the forces of nature, we begin to find that the tiniest and most subtle elements of life have within them tremendous power. The enlightened mind learns to perceive the boundless, the infinite within natural dimensions and begins to see the infinitely great as well as the infinitely small, as part of ourselves. This holistic awareness involves both the knowledge of the material world and spiritual awareness. They are complementary. From the Ishu Upanishad, we understand the need to live the full measure of life in this material world, with the consciousness of the eternal and infinite. We want to free ourselves from the limitations of finiteness, to find ourselves everywhere, free from confines of dimension, distance, and separation. To think, I am this body, only means that the self can only know and enjoy according to physical circumstance. Thus, dimensions of joy, love, and wisdom are limited and vulnerable when consciousness is confined to a sensory space. What confines our consciousness to finiteness? Disintegration of the oneness or yoga Of our being. Attachment to ego leads to the false perception of separation. We fail to recognize the total integration and harmony of the infinite which unites us. This forgetfulness of the underlying unity of life is what makes our experience of life feel fragmentary, But to be consciously aware of the oneness of life, we perceive the unity of all things as the underlying principle. We begin to realize the absolute oneness of life. The desire to realize the infinite and eternal is our greatest motive power. We seek to draw nearer to our higher self, Holding all together in perfection. How do we bring our consciousness to perceive the infinite to realize perfection? If we listen, the voice of the infinite comes from everything the wind, the water, the earth. To a mystic, the world is like a dome that re-echoes all that is spoken beneath it. What is spoken from the lips only reaches the ears, but what is spoken from the heart reaches the heart. Many say it is difficult to lead a meditative life in the activity of the world, but that is the reason We need to live a meditative life. We might think the day will come when we will change our life and yield to something higher, to something spiritual. But that day might never come. We have to do it today, instead of saying, we'll do it tomorrow. To one who understands the value of time... The spiritual pursuit of the timeless comes first. As Christ said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. It is never too late to start on the spiritual path, but at the same time, it is never too early. Begin responding to every influence that helps to unfold the soul. Silence helps us to unfold the nature of the soul. Learn to value silence. Throw a pebble into water that is still and calm. And there is some activity for a moment. Then it vanishes. Into what does it vanish? It vanishes into the same silence into which the water was before. A Marathi poet once said, "O oh mind, my restless mind, my mind with its thoughts of a thousand things that it supposes will make it happy saying, if I had this, I should feel my life was not wasted. Oh, my mind. Will you tell me who in this world is happy? There is a constant longing in the heart to experience something of its original state, the state of peace and joy that has become disturbed. This state is sought after throughout its whole life and will never cease to be sought after until that source has been realized. After experiencing all the different aspects of life, the longing to attain to that state of peace and calm seems to be the only thing that the soul truly desires to achieve. Just as if there were a beautiful pond with a pleasant shore, its water being clear, agreeable, and transparent. And one came by scorched and exhausted by the heat, fatigued, parched and thirsty, and would step into that pond, bathe and drink. Thus all the plight, fatigue, and feverishness are allayed. So also, whenever one realizes the dharma, All the plight, fatigue, and feverish burning of the heart are removed. That is perfect. This is perfect. Out of that perfection emanates this perfection. In the ocean of perfection surge the waves of perfection. Yet that perfection is never lost. When the current of life meets the sea of infinity. The whole being dances in the rhythm of bliss. Amen. Thank you. Will you all now please fold your hands and place them at your hearts, with consciousness lifted to the supreme self of us all. Together, let us pray the Lord's Prayer. and the glory forever. Amen. Grant us, O Lord, the realization of thy presence, peace, and perfection within us and all beings, now and forevermore. Amen.